All right. I pressed the red button. This is, we're professionals. Nothing but mm -hmm. scripted. Red button pressing. <laughs> Which is red button, not side button. Let me look at this, make sure. See what's going? Yeah, we're good. Misguided Fishing, episode 2.4. Jack sitting in again. Jack again. Am I still sitting in? Yeah, Dave's on tour with um, opening for REO Speedwagon. Okay. One of your childhood favorites. Yeah, we're going to keep Re on loving you, though, Dave. <laughs> Reunion tour. A bunch of dudes in wheelchairs. Okay. <laughs> One well. chick with floppy breasts. <laughs> Still just a sit-in, but I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping we're, we're chipping away here. I'm still a sit-in, but maybe one of these days. You're doing we'll... a great. You're doing a great job. Oh, well, I appreciate and it. So what's, really, what's really important is that you know how to set the shit up now. It's half the I know half the battle until so the day that I come in that you come in and everything is ready to go. That's when you say, "All right, you're hired." <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. The day was just sitting in the truck waiting for you to get here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it's yeah. heavy. All right, what do you got for me? Um, this is your show. You're running it. You said you have oh all God. the stories. I got some stories. Yeah, I mean, well, how are you? How's how's things? How's oh, business? But before I forget, because I don't forget, we have a winner. Oh yeah, yeah for yeah, the winner. giveaway from Gary. Um, Which was a cool giveaway. It was, man. Max, Mac Boobin, I think it's Mac Boobin, OBX chef. He's a private chef. I have to look at his IG at his website, but um, I'll contact you, Mac, if you're watching, man. You won. You get a year subscription to listen to guys like me talk about fishing. I really don't know what I'm talking about sometimes, but I'll, st <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll wing it. It's exciting, yeah. Much maybe, like I do on the show. Maybe Mac wants to pay it forward and like he could like donate like a, a private chef thing for our for one of our oh giveaways. My God. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, you know. We've gone from a if Mac, if you catch the shit out of them, then you owe us a dinner. We um yeah, Mac, if you booked lots of private gigs because of this, yeah, you owe us something, man. Let me see, we've gone from a six dollar hat to a hundred dollar giveaway from Gary. Now we're asking Mac. I'm sure he's Four hundred, five hundred dollars for a two top. <laughs> oh my god! Can you help us out, please? I know. What do we do? We have a giveaway today. We don't I'm, have a giveaway. I'm, it's just I'm me. Gonna, maybe I'll think of something. It's just you and I. Um, I want to hear about your fishing. I know you just—it's tournament season, right? Uh, for some. Yes. Did you see what I just did? did? Hold on, man. This is the shit that drives me crazy when people on here do this. I just did it. Okay. I'm, Banging I'm on the table because means I have to go into post and I have to pull all the levels down on that exact spot. <laughs> so it doesn't excited. sound like a doesn't sound like a bass drum. Tell me how you really feel about offshore fishing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to hear about it. Seriously, man. It's marlin season and something I do I do get excited. It's the only thing I can't even say I really I enjoyed marlin fishing. I wish we had done it like from noon until eight at night. It's, yeah, which is when which is usually when it's best. Um you know, you know how when like right before you're about to go home, all, all of a sudden the white marlins would start cutting and everything. And I wish it was calm all the time because what I really didn't like was getting up at three forty-five or three thirty and leaving when it was rough. Yeah, it took a lot of the fun out of it for me. Yeah, I'm having one of those issues right now. Um, <laughs> well, with getting the, up early or getting yeah, and, well, yeah, we'll go into I'll, I'll we'll talk about let's talk about this real quick and then we'll go into go into the marlins because I want to talk about marlins or lack thereof um, right now. But um, you ever have a, so I've got this charter right now and I don't have, I'm not booked Thursday, but I book tomorrow. And I always check in with my group the day before, say, hey, let them know where the boat is. If they don't know, if they've never been before, answer any questions they might have. Well, tomorrow looks rough. Thursday looks beautiful. Trying to get, trying to call. Yeah. 
cannot get in touch with these yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so 1980s. I mean, I'm like, I've, I've, e- I, I have emailed, I have texted, and I have called and left voicemails. Cannot get, and I'm like, man. So you're going to have to get up and go down there. Have to get up and go Circa, down there. Might be so pissed off, I drag them out there. Circa 1980. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, I'm, and I'm just like, man, you're going fishing tomorrow. It's a lot of money these days. Where are you, dude? I, I got a pretty day for you. I'm trying yeah, to take you fishing on a nice pretty day. You know, that's horrible, man. I mean, seriously, that's most of the time. Everybody is like, Hey, Captain Jack, how's it going? Once again, let's talk. That's something I'm gonna have to pull out and post because you just did that. It's gonna boom. Damn it. I did it. Boom. It's like, I mean, it's like having a pair of 15s in the back of your Corolla growing up, man. I didn't know about that. Sorry about that. I'll keep my hands to myself. Anyway, yeah. So just just venting a little bit about yeah. sometimes it is. If, just keep, no, if you no have a charter, excuse. keep your phone on the day before. <laughs> keep your phone on the day before. Your captain wants to talk to you. He cares about you. There's so many ways to get in touch with people now. Don't say yeah. you're on. I had it a couple weeks ago, man. The guy showed up at the boat and I said, "Dude, I've been trying to get in touch with you for days." Yeah, it's just days to tell you that it's not going to happen today. <laughs> yeah, I know. So now tomorrow morning, three o'clock in the morning. We're going to get there and say, hey, sorry, we're not going. I mean, we might go. We're just It's probably going to be makeable. It would just be more pleasant to go on Thursday. And I'm a nice guy, so I'm going to try to let them have the option of going on a pretty day. I prefer calm, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I prefer fish, but pr- Fish prefer calm. Fish prefer calm. It's so much more enjoyable. You yeah. put the music on, you take the shirt off, sit on the back with a beer. Yeah, I mean, we probably just disc- talked about it, but, but fish do not bite better when it's rough <laughs> that is said, bullshit bite better whoever when, said that whoever said it bite better when it rains yeah it bite or when it's cloudy or when it's getting ready to get when it gets windy they're gonna bite they're gonna chew where did this come from there's no. once again as we talked about last week there's no empirical evidence to support these theories no no I've, the only thing that i have learned about fish biting is they bite when they bite and when they bite when you're there yeah, yeah. And when, and if you you're got, there when they're biting, have to be there when they're biting. <laughs> it makes you look good. That's important as well. Yeah, it makes you look good. Um, marlin fishing, very slow. Tell me about it. You had the, um, you didn't fish the Pirates Cove. You fished the Alice Kelly, which is the one day tournament. Alice Kelly, yeah. We did see a fish. We did not get a bite out of the fish. And I didn't get a tuna out of the deal. No, no tuna. We did not get a tuna either. We had a couple tuna bites, but they bit the wrong, they bit the tuna, the non tuna rigs and did not get hooked. I don't want the ballyhoo. I want the tuna. Yeah, and then I hooked some tuna the other day and the sharks ate them. So um, I, I'm trying to get you some tuna, but I wish I wish I would have known in June, or I knew in June. I just wasn't very thoughtful. Um, but yeah, we've been there's been boats trying to catch marlin. The Pirates Cove tournament was slow. Very not many white marlin. It's it's not what it used to be. At least now, yeah. I mean, it it, it almost reminds me of the stripers, Donnie. No. We're not talking about stripers. Can we go one episode? Without? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying it's been it's been seven to eight years now that it's been good, you know. And and my first year as a mate, it was it was good. It wasn't as good. It was kind of on the downhill. And I've watched it go down, 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 down. And then all of a sudden this year, I mean, it's really if you look at the catch reports from here to Ocean City, it's non-existent. Okay, that's what I want to ask you: is um, are the guys up north catching them? No. Are they even are they ranging further up north? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's boats, you know, fishing all the way up to doing overnighters, going, I mean, going all kinds of places. Uh, my buddy out of Ocean City just called me, asking me for the blue marlin report. For there were some blue marlins caught in Hatters yesterday and today, uh, asking me for that report so he can come down here and go fishing, wow. leave Ocean City and come here. That's silly, you know. That's silliness. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's kind of um like, huh. 
where where are they and how about that man that's interesting um in my game the intro game i'm hearing about directed cobia guys booking cobia trips out of new jersey now which is how about that unheard of for yeah, well, well 10 years ago 15 years ago unheard of man and i love talking about it i don't have any evidence to support it other than being in the business for 20 plus years being able to look at my, my data i keep that we used to not catch them until june right <clears throat> and we used to catch them all summer Ch- and not good but you no, chip. No, no i um no i had some big days july 4th yeah i had one of the biggest days ever my first really big double digit day was like August 1st, yeah. 2003. Yeah. I haven't caught one since the end of May. Yeah. But anyway, having guys talking about seeing them up there now, buoy hopping up in New Jersey, man. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, I, I when I went to Ocean City a couple years ago, they were, we went Cobia fishing. And I was like, excuse me, we're doing, we're going where? We're doing what? Well, we didn't catch any, but we did see some and they've been catching them good. We didn't have great conditions. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I remember going when I was a kid with my grandfather and we were running out looking for a change. You know, you'd find them anywhere, too. You know, mm-hmm. remember, like, we were looking for a change. We were, like, 10 miles off yeah. the beach and we found a little sulfur line with a little bit of grass That's what we on did. it. Yeah. And, uh, and it was slick calm and here they come waking down the waking down that change all day long. We caught cobias and dolphin on the same thing. Yeah, same you know? thing. Back in, we used to do it here. I, um, they change. Their patterns change. What they do changes. Something's Some, changed. Something changes. Something changed. And I... I think things have gotten warmer yeah i mean definitely has gotten warmer did i click i don't know i don't know i'm gonna press pause and we'll be right back okay red buttons pushed red buttons pushed this is one thing i've learned from dave is that as much as many times we fucked up everything technically is to be prepared thank you dave card was full we told you we're gonna keep on loving you while you're with res speedwagon (laughs) How about that it triple was, threat tour? It's REO headlining with Toto with Dave Lusk opening the show. And it's a stadium tour. How? It, was, it was time for him to fly. <laughs> Thank you very much to be here all week. I don't know how he got on that tour, man. That is a triple threat. I know. I, it's it's impressive. I, I, can, I can believe it. He probably took him fishing or something. Caught him a bunch of fish. Those dudes... Can imagine that hair getting caught in your scuppers. Never do, man. I, I, I fancy Dave more of a Ted Nugent kind of guy. Yeah, I can see. You're Dave, probably right. I can see Dave and Ted the AR shooting yeah, shit. Absolutely. All right, we were talking about cobias ranging up the coast. Things have gotten, things have changed. You're right. Yeah. We used to catch them on change. Um, change. Used to catch them on changes, meaning tide lines, something yeah. with grass on them, color, and and could be a ways out in the ocean too. You know, it could be anywhere. But yeah. um, you're right because that's where I learned. I mean, I used to live bait on them or slow troll live baits. And then one more thing I learned from Lee Albardi was how to bridle rig a fat yeah. back. And he said, man, stop doing it with mono. Put a zip tie through their eyes. Oh, uh, okay. So what would you do? Put the zip tie through their eyes, put they, the hook through it? and Men hate men have, men have a little hollow spot above their eyes. Uh-huh. I mean, right in the top of the eye socket, it would go right through. And so you're not sticking their, poking their eyes out. It was very minimal stress. And you put it right there and then... Put the eight o circle hook right on top of their head, man, and it pushed their head down, and they'd swim all day long. No way. With instead of putting a, you know, put some thread through their eyes or something like that, and old big chunky ones. Anything, man, and it was the best. It was great fishing because people would get involved. You would teach them the rig, the bait. It took like five minutes to show them how to do it, man. Just stick that zip tie through there, put it on the hook, put the head on the hook, and throw it over. Yeah. 
and then you treat them like food. whenever you get a bite on the bait you've rigged yourself it's oh it's great too because they'd get behind it Kirby's would get behind the live bait like blue marlins they'd sit there and they'd size it up and then they'd, yeah. they'd lunge on it so you teach yep. them to pick it up and would you ever see a pack of them come in there no like, no it was always singles or maybe a pair i used to see like sometime on the piers you see packs of them come in and just get after one bluefish and it was like it was pretty cool no, to watch no but anyway we are digressing yeah. This show is supposed to about you, be about you talking about offshore fishing. And I know we've gotten to what your true heart is, inshore fishing. <laughs> but let's, it is. Well, yeah, I mean, I like, dude, Donnie, you know. Go ahead, man. Tell, tell me one about of these times fishing. we're going to have to talk about surf fishing, but, the, you know, my the, well, the one my favorite, but we're not going to go there yet. Every, every, every trip I get guys on my boat that talk about surf fishing. And, the, and Keith said it best the other day, Keith Tonger, who was on last year, yeah. drum bomb. Guys complaining about catching five-inch croakers. And he said, well, I caught a six-incher today. <laughs> hey, I like catching anything out of the surf, that's man. That's not, really not that cool, man. Yeah, well, I mean, you catch nice trout sometimes. We catch a drum out of, big drum out of the surf. It's pretty cool. I've big got a, trout, puppy drum. I've got a boat. It's pretty really cool. cool. It's really I mean, cool to yeah, catch know, one after another. I know, but you know, that they just come right in on the boat, you know, out in the surf. Go ahead. Tell cast. us something else. Tell me, tell me about your – tell me about your – Anyway, um, fishing fish. – yeah, marlin fishing has been tough. Um but there's, you know, you ever have, and, and I, we just talked about, I wanted to talk about different types of days and groups and everything like that you have. Um, but you ever, so we talked about the, the charter, you, the group that you can't get in touch with. Do you ever have one of those days where, and it doesn't happen very often, but sometimes, I mean, not very often, but sometimes the plan comes together. Your plan that you had in place from that morning, from the time you left the dock, and the whole thing comes together. Yesterday morning. Me too. <laughs> and it doesn't, I mean, how often does that happen? It's not very often. I had a, a guy that fished with me last year, yesterday morning. And I couldn't leave till 8.30 because I got off work at 8 o'clock at the firehouse. So sometimes the trout bite better in the morning sometimes not yeah. always but sometimes they bite yeah early. so you're already screwing your customer so, over shush. <laughs> so i knew it was gonna be calm so i said all right we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna roll the dice and we're nothing we're gonna looking for reds waking so i left the dock and made a right hand turn instead of a left hand turn mm. and five minutes in the trip i found them and they were waking and the backs were coming out of the water and it was just i mean it's like you like I knew what I was doing, man. And this guy had a three-year-old, a ten-year-old, and another guy without a lot of experience. And we were, everybody was hooking fish. And That's that awesome. Guy, and it, I looked like a fucking hero. Yeah, doesn't always happen. <laughs> They're like, like you are the man. Yeah, you, you, I can't believe. It's just, I mean, it was serious. I was going. There they are, twelve o'clock, moving right to left. Make your cast a little bit, pop, pop, pop. Are you on? You know, I they're going. Like, How can you see them? And you're like, well, they're literally making a wave in the yeah. water. <laughs> I look like I knew what I was doing. Yeah, exactly. But, but that's that's great. I mean, there's guys all over the internet that talk about how they do it and the, i bet your and your group was thrilled were they not yeah they, they the were, guy had fished with me last year and he had a good trip catching the specs and this year he caught the reds man sight casting which yeah. is they love variety people love variety i love variety for me it's you know sight casting anything is about as good as it gets yeah i would agree with that as a guide yeah just see seeing the bite out of anything just like you barley fishing i think being able to get people to see the blue one come in on the teaser then switch yeah off absolutely the teaser or something. nothing better um, and that was so, yeah, we had a similar experience yesterday. So, um, uh, Miss Oregon Inlet, you know, Taylor made some of the Miss Oregon Inlet. Yeah. Um, so Brian Horsley, uh, called me 
couple weeks ago, and Taylor had, I guess Taylor had been out fishing on another boat, and they had pulled the hook on a blue marlin, and she was in the chair. And she was bummed about it, and Brian called me. He was like, man, can we get out there somehow? I said, well, let me see. You know, let's just look at, keep an eye on my schedule, and if we get a day, we'll go. Um, so yesterday was the day. Um, I had to call Charles Perry, um, to who, backstory, Charles Perry is the Michael Jordan of – the offshore of offshore fishing. Yeah, of, really, really. Literally the Michael Jordan. I mean, everything, everybody that's ever worked in the cockpit is measured against Charles Perry. Right, exactly. I if was, you don't you don't believe me, go, the guy, how many fucking mates do you know have DVDs? Yeah, exactly. There, that's all you got to say, man. Yeah, exactly. He's been in it so long, he had v, VHSs. <laughs> He's got a lot of VHSs. Yeah, He's anyway, doing it during seriously, A-track Seriously, days. though, if, you were, if you're in the cockpit, you're measured against Charles Perry. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, so he, he's been a great mentor for me, a great, uh, advocate of me over the years. Um, lucky that we can, he's from the Outer Banks, you know, we can call him one of our own. Anyway, I had to call him about something. Um, and so I said, well, look, we're going to, we're going tomorrow. We're, they said all they want to do is look for a blue marlin. Uh, we're just going to go for broke and go put some big baits out and drag around. You want to come? It's going to be a beautiful day. He said, yeah, sure. Um, so we left the dock yesterday morning and me knowing full well that the marlin fishing is as bad as it is. And um, we got down. Well, I went south when everybody else went north, and, and kind of there had been um, the current had fallen out the day before. No current, good for blue marlins. Um, so we, we got out there, and of course, there's current. The currents come back. The Gulf Streams <laughs> come back, and I'm like, oh my god, we're fucked. And so we're trolling around, trolling around, and I listen. I hear one blue marlin, then I hear another blue marlin. That they were the only other two blue marlin caught of the day. But I'm sitting there, and it's about 9:30 in the morning. I'm going, well, there's current. Not the best conditions. The water's 83 degrees. It is good. If I'm going to make a move just to try and find something better, I need to do it right now. So my face is in the screen, punching in different places, different waypoints of places where I'm hearing about the conditions and I think maybe here we can go here. So I'm measuring how far is it to this spot? How far is it to here? How far is it to here? About the time I'm punching in my third spot and they're going to tell my mate to crank him up, my mate screams, left teaser. And I look back behind the left teaser, and there's a blue marlin. And my mate threw the pitch bait. He hooked the fish. Taylor got in the chair. She caught the fish. And Charles Perry on the leader, wiring the fish. Brian Horsley behind the lens, taking the photos of the fish. That's all. Where's the pictures? And uh, Brian's, he's editing them. They're coming out, blah, 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 blah. So I didn't didn't bother trying to take photos because he had, he came strapped, you know, strapped with cameras. So, I mean, and Brian's also one of, been a mentor to me and friend of my family's and everything all all those years. So it was like one of those days where, you know, you're just like, wow, what? Just, I mean, that's an all star lineup. Yeah, all star lineup. And then, you know, and then me. And then I'm the one, you know, then I'm the you. one that's got to produce the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I've got it, you know, and they're, okay, we just, just take us out and catch us a blue marlin today, Jack. And it's like, and then, and then it happened, you know, so it's pretty cool. <clears throat> Let me ask a question. Um, One of these rare instances where people might learn something on here. Okay. Blue marlin fishing versus white marlin fishing. Where do you, where do you decide to go? I know when you're white marlin fishing, traditionally this time of year, you're going to the Northeast. Right. I don't know why you're going to the Northeast. Nobody's ever explained it to me, but you're going up there. Well, what the, the school of thought over the years has been that the white marlin ride the Gulf Stream up in the spring and summer. They ride the Gulf Stream up and they go wherever they go. And then they hit the Labrador current in the, when it's, when, once it's warmed up. Mm-hmm. 
throughout throughout the summer months and they come back down following the bait fish and everything back down south there's also there will be blue marlins and sailfish mixed in with them sometimes a lot of blue marlins um but right now that just hasn't really started happening the other thing that can happen is down south the gulf stream can bring up eddies and bodies of water that are slower moving and cooler that usually hold will hold billfish so like you can you can be riding through the gulf stream and all of a sudden the current will fall out and the water temperature will drop two degrees and you say wow okay this is a good for whatever reason this for some reason those blue marlins will stay up and that had had that condition had happened two days prior to me going down there um so i just said well there hasn't been anything up here i'll have to myself down there i'm going to take a chance and go down here and conditions were still not right but you can sometimes you can catch one wherever you know sometimes you just catch you just happen upon them you know um so but anyway so i would say that does that does that make sense yeah is that a good explanation yeah, I just uh, i wonder here about i mean white marlin versus blue marlin fishing why do you go or where do you go how do you know where to go and and i mean there will be blue marlins you you just kind of go wherever you know you hear of the day before wherever maybe there was a fish caught or a couple fish seen yeah same same shit you go go there and and go from there same thing in our game man same thing um just go where they were getting chased yesterday's fish and sometimes you find them right there in the same spot and sometimes they're 20 miles away yeah. you know what i mean those fish from d- yesterday there was a better blue marlin bite down south of me in hatters which we didn't know about um those fish moved that body of water moved 30 miles overnight where i was yesterday was hot fast gulf stream water today it was cooler how about that no current that's, water. that's really cool stuff man so nobody 30 a, miles nobody understands it no i mean what one day i mean we had we had mahi earlier this year i mean great mahi fishing down on the 400 line um by the next day it was up in the 800s um so 50 miles it moved overnight 40 50 miles those mahi the moved. 400 line and the 800 line you're sh- anachronism because you're the only fleet we're the only fleet that uses tds tds yes we are yeah <laughs> yeah nobody understands tds i know i need to learn i don't know much about lat long and i need to know more switched about over it, to lat long a couple years ago and it really makes things easier I've heard that. Set in a grid, not a parallelogram. That's what everybody says. It doesn't you... move a little bit with time. It's it's really kind of cool. It's not based on World War One technology. Yeah, that's what everybody says <laughs> when you when you uh, when you get on the lat long. It it it's a lot more precise. It is precise. You can go right. That's there. what those satellites are for. Precision. Maybe that's why we haven't switched over yet because we just kind of give every, each other. We're so vague. We want to be vague. You are. We don't want anybody to know. Anachronisms. Yeah. Anachronites. Troglodytes, maybe. Okay, I could I could say that for some. <laughs> All right, man. You got anything else? My dog wants to get on the hump your leg some more. She's outside and she's ready to come in and go hot on you. I know she's fired up. Um, you know, no, I mean it's uh we're getting to that time of year, right? Falls falls around the corner. We're like kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. We're tired, <laughs> but we're also slightly excited because we were having yesterday. We both had good days, so we're still like, man, okay, well. Maybe we're still going to catch. Some stuff. We're always excited, man. That's that's the cool thing is being with a guy that like you and me and even Dave, man. We're just always jacked up. We get bummed. We talk shit on the radio or on the phone to each other, man. Yeah. Dave wants to sell his boat for six grand or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but realistically, man, we're always excited. Yeah. The next day is always the next day. I was visiting with my grandma today, and and I said, uh, you know, I'm I'm I've got some good friends coming with me on Wednesday and, and I'm trying to figure out, you know, are these, these talking about Marlin fishing, are these blue Marlins that were just here, are they going to keep moving up or are they going to move in or do I need to go here or do I need to go there? 
And like my biggest problem right now is thinking about where the fish are going to be. And that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's an awesome problem to have. You yeah. know what I mean? It's a first, and it's going to drive me nuts, but it's a, it's a great problem to have. First world problem. It is a very much first world problem. <laughs> We're yeah. lucky. I'm going to get paid whether I catch, whether I catch anything or not. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a, it's a good problem to have. And, and, and I try to, and that's why I always look at it, man. It's never, it's really never stressful for me. And some no. guys don't understand that. I never get wigged out about fishing. I, I haven't, I, I've gotten that way too. And I've had, I've had these people, especially August has taught me a lot because the fishing's been tough and, and we've had some, some days I would consider tough, but we've had, but my clients have been through the moon. And that's, that's what it's all about. You know? God, it sounds, it's such a cliche, but it's what it's all about, man. It's I, I mean, I had some days this week where it was not stellar fishing. I mean, we didn't, no skunkies, but you yeah. know, just mid range, you know, like eight, nine trout. I got skunked of, one day a couple weeks ago. But the people are, you know. We're listening to some music, you know, we're talking, man, we're trading stories and stuff like that. Everybody's happy. Right, exactly. And that's what it's all about. We're fortunate to be able to do this. Yeah, I agree. And if you're thinking about getting in it, try not to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But don't do it. (laughs) Forget about that episode we did, episode one. How are you going to, I'm just kidding, man. Um, It's a great business if you look at it like that. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I work with guys that just freak out every day. Just like freak out. Same. You know, man, it's, yeah. all we're doing is charter fishing. Try and have fun. I mean, I, I got a, I got a skunking the other day. Um, but the group that was with me for the skunking last year, we caught a 500-pound blue marlin. We caught eight yellowfin tuna and like six big gaffers. And so we got skunked that day, and they were like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, average it out. So anyway, but. All right, you good for the night? Yeah, man, I feel we've good. We've been How talking. Oh, we've been talking, man. Yeah, we're good. Make one episode out of this. Find to find us a guest. Jack's it's Jack's turn to find us a guest. Okay, yeah, we're trying I'm, to find I'm gonna, one. I'm gonna find us a guest, but it's kind of nice when when like you know we just had a had a great two episode. I really thought that came yeah, out nice. Gary, Gary, with Gary, Gary, and uh, so it's kind of nice to come back just you know to to say what's up. You so know, people forget and they'll be looking forward to somebody that has something important to say. Right. Other than us, who really have nothing to say, but managed to say a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Said a lot. All right. Um, I learned this from Pat Flynn. Uh, you you want to end your podcast like abruptly. Okay. Because if you try to slow it down, people t- clock up, click off. So, Captain Jack, Aficionado Chargers, Donnie D, DOA. See you next week. Peace out. Peace out.